Thanks for checking out the Tennessee Holler Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Tennessee Holler Podcast Network. Subscribe to and support the Holler at www.tnholler.com to help us fearlessly yell the truth about Tennessee. And be sure to subscribe to the growing family of Holler Podcasts while you're there. You can also follow the Holler on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the TN Holler. Tennessee. 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 Lord, I've really been real stressed. We are now joined by our guest, Callie Curry. Callie, it's so good to see you. How are you doing? Thank you for joining us and all of that good stuff. Thank you so much. I'm doing great, I'm happy to say. Well, I just want to share with you that uh, one of our viewers who happens to share a last name with me since he worships you. This is my dad, Jeff, who is a director. I think you guys may know some people in common. He directed like Troop Beverly Hills and Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. As he worships you. So I appreciate it. And we appreciate you joining us today. Happy to do it. So how, how Tennessee Holler follower. Look at that. Yes. Yes. Callie Callie and I have known each other since I ran for Congress and she's been really supportive of the Holler and of the run. Callie, what are you feeling right now uh, as we approach D-Day? Anxiety. You know, I mean, I'll be happy when this is over, but I'll only be happy if it turns out the way, you know, right. There's only two things at stake here, democracy and sanity. Yes, they those things do go hand in hand. It's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, and do you have like any other candidates in Tennessee that you've taken, you've latched onto, and taken a liking to, and supported, been supportive well, of? Course Bradshaw. Yeah. Mm. You know, and um, you know, there's a lot of congressional candidates running, and I'm going to blank on everybody's. Renee Hoyas, I think. Yes. Is yes. And, you know, anybody that's doing anything to kind of like stand up for the environment and stand up for, you know, citizens' rights, voting rights, you know, it's just, it's it's so crazy that here we are in 2020 and we're having to be worried about whether or not this is going to be a free and fair election. And, you know, just the whole thing of Tennessee being one of the few states that doesn't allow drop boxes or, you know, it's just, come on. You yeah, know, it's it's Secretary of Voter Suppression, right of being a citizen in this country. It's just insane that we're what we're up against. You know that that there are people out there trying to make it that hard, and obviously, you know, we know why they're doing it. Right, and and you know, it's it's to enshrine minority rule in this country, but exactly. they have a plan and they've been executing it. They've for fifty all, years they've been executing. That's it. That's right. That's right. And now they've got control of the Supreme Court, which is where all of this may end up. We've already seen decisions by this court to right. not elongate the election ballot deadline. So you now you've got Wisconsin and now North Carolina, where right. you know if ballots come in a few days late, they're not going to get counted. And that started with you know, the, the U S post office slowing that down. So this has been one big thing is so crooked and shady. And, you know, anybody with two brain cells to rub together can see that what's happening is not pro democracy. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not all this stuff about cheating and, you know, it's, it's crazy. And so much of what we're asked to, you know, metabolize these days is so crazy. You know, when you have 25% of the Republican Party believing in QAnon cons- conspiracy theories, 
You know, yeah. it's just we're in a realm that we as a country, or at least in our lifetime, I mean, I'm sure our country has has faced these kind of things before. But, you know, it's just to me, it, it's it's a giant step backwards that we're still, you know, and Nashville is a town with a really illustrious civil rights, <clears throat> you know, just the whole thing that happened with the governor shutting down, you know, shutting down the protests at the state Capitol. I mean, protest is a right. It's a right in this country, you know, and, it's something to be looked up to everything, you know, so many people have benefited from the people who are willing to get out there in the streets and make some noise. I am of course, like any normal person, not for destruction of property, right. not for rioting, not for any of those things, but protest is a wonderful thing. And it is a great, right. I've marched in so many marches in Washington and, you know, it's, it's, it's what you do when you feel all other avenues have failed, you know? Right. And it's, it's, I didn't really know how backwards the Tennessee state legislature was until we started the holler. I, I knew DC was a mess yeah. but here in Tennessee. It really is a mess. I mean, they, they do yeah. go after people's rights. Mm -hmm. It is really uh, insidious. It's vindictive, you know, and they know exactly what they're doing. Um, and, and governor Lee, I think people sort of, we're hoping that he was this nice guy from Williamson County, but you know, he's, he's been weak and really has been min ugly and mean in a lot of different ways. Have you been surprised by how extreme governor Lee turned out to be? I, I am not surprised. I've always felt that that was what, he, you know, I feel like any candidate, almost any Republican candidate that's running now, is dealing with a party of extremists. And so even if they don't start out that way themselves, they're going to get pulled that way by their very own party. And, you know, I think it's nuts. I think it's nuts that we have not, that we're not doing better with COVID, you know, mm -hmm. because people can't tell the difference between a right and an inconvenience, you know, just the idea that we would make a thing out of wearing a mask in a freaking pandemic. Yeah absolutely the height of stupidity. And unfortunately, people who aren't stupid are having to pay the same price as people who are. You know? do, you, do you have uh, Republicans in your life? I sure do. And oh, man, me have too. A, have you been able to talk to them about any of this? Not really. I mean, you know, like all nice families, we, we have a gentleman's agreement to kind of stay off the topic so that it doesn't, you know, explode. But it definitely causes tension and, and strain. And, you know, it's it's sad because it's like it would be one thing if the Republican Party were what the Republican Party used to be, which was just a different set of ideas about how you run an economy. Right. Now, it doesn't feel like that at all. Now it's like the things that you have to be okay with, you know, watching little children get ripped away from their parents because they happen to have brown skin. You know, I, there's no way I can ever let go of that thought that children mm -hmm. are without parents mm -hmm. now who had parents that loved them and were yeah. trying to bring them to a place where they were going to have a better life. And in fact, they have taken those dreams and hopes and all the effort that it took for somebody to basically 
walk here from Central America. You know, it, it's just unbelievable to me that we are that inhumane. It's a it's a real dehumanization. Look at your somebody in your family and go, you're okay with that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that changes things. You know, yeah. that fundamentally changes the way I feel about you. You know, and it's sad. I, I think you're right. I mean, I've been dealing that too. I with that too. I have family that are supporters of his. I have friends, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it like it becomes a joking matter, but it's also not funny anymore. No, like it might have been a jokey, jokey thing at the beginning of this thing, and I sort of get it. You know, I, I even kind of understand people who voted for him the first time. But if right. you're still with him after all of this, yeah, you know, then we just don't see the yeah. world the same way. And there's a possibility that you're not a good person. Yeah, because like I look at a guy like Stephen Miller, and I'm just like, not a good guy, right. not a good person. You right. know, really is setting out to come up with new ideas of how to make other people suffer, people who are fleeing suffering. You know, and and the narratives that have been made up, not just about about immigrants, but about Democrats. Yeah, you know, this that, that especially Democrats yeah. is so crazy. And yet, there was an article about it this morning. I think um, it, I'm. It might have been on Raw's story. I'm not sure. I mean, that, I think that's where I saw it, but I don't know where her. Uh, oh, she was on CNN, and and it was a woman who had worked for Trump, and said, you know. I was brainwashed by right-wing media. Mm. I would, that was my main form of news gathering. And, you know, I believed that Democrats wanted to take away people's rights, that they really wanted, you know, and it's like, so they make up these crazy demons and convince people that that's what Democrats stand for. And right. when I hear what they're talking about, it's so nuts that you don't even want to respond to it. Yeah. And yet- well- there's a yeah. vacuum. There's a vacuum in the rural parts of the country and they right. fill it with that stuff. They just don't hear from us. They don't, they don't see us. Yeah. You know, I felt that acutely when I ran for Congress in this district, 17 of the counties are like bright, bright red and you get out there, they haven't met a Democrat. Yeah. You know? And so all they're hearing they also is don't understand how they're being played. Yeah. You know, to be, because basically they're being, paid or, or played to support corporate interests that hurt them. Yeah. You know, I think I, I really resonate with what you said about um, just feeling differently about an individual if they've gone through all of this and are still going to vote for Trump. Um, I have family that is in that same boat where they've been, you know, essentially brainwashed by Fox News. And it's really sad to see. And it's and it's exactly what what you said, where it's like, you know, this anti-democrat, like the only way that Republicans are going to be able to cling to power is through increasingly anti-democratic measures. And sort of power is like laundered through news organizations like Fox and Breitbart and these far right Right. media outlets. And then so that, so that it's, you know, you, they believe all of these, as you said, myths about Democrats and it's, it's it's such a hard thing to combat. Yeah. I mean, and it, it is complete and utter nonsense. You know, the, if, if one tenth of what they said about Democrats was true, and yeah. somebody just put up on the screen, Hannah Arendt, anyone, we've all seen how this happens. You know, it's this is history repeating itself in the worst possible version. What What's been amazing is to see the th- ideas that they are against now. Like you mentioned, it's, it's not democracy. Well, they don't think we are a democracy like when we talk about democracy we get blowback on twitter like we're not a democracy we're a republic as though 
being a democracy is a bad thing now. Diversity is now a bad thing. Governor Lee just- know what a republic means. Right, they don't know what that means. No, they don't know what it means. They don't know it means, you know, we don't, majority doesn't rule. Right. right. Like they think, but, but really what it is, is it's a mechanism to do what you're saying, which is to keep corporate interests, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from, from being overtaken by the will of the people. And right. that's the main thing I wish everybody could be made to understand is that the reason there is government, the reason there is of the people, by the people, for the people is so that we have some mechanism in place to protect ourselves Yes, and to speak for ourselves against giant corporations or, you know, any other large entity, which, you know, does not have our best interest. In, but, it, you know, what we have now is we have a Congress and a Senate that has been completely co-opted, bought and paid for by the corporate interests and billionaires in this country mm-hmm. so that they're all going to be fine and that we have no protections environmentally, it, it, every way you can name, we have no protections. I mean, you know, I don't know if anybody ever saw this documentary and you can see it on um, Amazon. I think if you, if you subscribe to their documentary service and I am a documentary fanatic. So um, there was a documentary they did many years ago about hot coffee called, I mean, called hot coffee. And it was about the woman who sued McDonald's right. for damages. And she got, like $6 million, an award of $6 million. And everybody went completely crazy saying, you know, this is an outrage. And, you know, this whole tort reform campaign started, which resulted in punitive damages being capped. And every single state has some kind of punitive damage cap which means no matter what a jury awards you in punitive damages, if you have been harmed and can prove that you have been harmed, you have no recourse beyond, you know, a, a fractional amount of what a jury would award you. You know, it, I mean, and I urge everyone to watch that documentary because that is just the tip of the iceberg in explaining how bad it is that the corporations are sitting in the offices of our elected representatives writing legislation to protect themselves against us. That's yes. exactly that right. Is- we, we just saw it in this last session, you know, they basically called a special session to come back and protect corporations from litigation surrounding yeah. COVID. Yep. You know, they didn't care about schools. They didn't care about unemployment. They weren't there to expand Medicaid in a pandemic. No, they were there to indemnify corporations for forcing workers to come back to work if they get exactly. sick. Now we just had uh, a teacher in Rutherford County catch them. COVID and die. Susan Keener, I'm going to keep saying her name. A few weeks into the, the, the school year, she caught it. She died. She was not sick beforehand. Right. Lee has not mentioned her name or talked about her, right. but they're all indemnified now because of that special session. And so you're absolutely right. That's what they care about. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, that's not the purpose of government. Government is not, should not be there. Government is us, you know, and this whole thing of get, you know, I, I say all the time, how do you like, how do you like your government that's drowned in the bathtub? You know, way to go, guys. We right. really yeah. They're not small government. They're yeah, not at all no. small government. They're only small government on the issues that they care about. On right. everything else, they're huge government. They're huge government when it comes to who you can marry and what you can smoke right. and what you can do with your body. They're huge right. government. Exactly. 
you know, and it's, and the hypocrisy is driving everybody mad, you know? Well, so on a, on a hopeful note, you know, I don't want to keep you forever, but maybe on a more hopeful note, you know, there are people who are running for office who are not taking corporate PAC money, who are not taking corporate money and more and more young people are getting involved. Have you noticed that recently that there's, there's a youth movement going on? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I have a 20, 22 year old stepdaughter and she's, you know, she's, she had volunteered to be a poll worker. She's, you know, and somebody else just pointed out also before we end this rant, you know, that they're the opposite of fiscally conservative. Mm -hmm. That's right. Any hand over fist, just not on things that benefit us. That's right. Um, But Yes, I have noticed a tremendous amount of young people and it's very heartening because unfortunately, you know, I mean, I'm at an age where I don't have half my lifetime again. You know what I mean? I'm on the other side. I'm past my halfway point of longevity, you know, so these are the people that are going to have to be around to save the planet, you know, and, and I wish them all the help and luck in the world because they're sure as hell going to need it. It's all up to you, Cassie. Oh, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Callie, That's what Sunrise I, Movement is for. I, I, I really, and you know how the game works, you know? And I mean, we just got to keep going. I mean, do you, if I had thought that, you know, 30 years later, I would still be having to talk about whether or not a woman's right to control mm. her own body is an issue. You know, I, yeah. I mean, part I, of this, you know, I, I totally support freedom of religion. And theocracy is not freedom of religion. And that is what we have here. 100% what we have here in Tennessee. Yes. Uh, People trying to force their religious beliefs onto the general population. Openly, openly. I mean, it's not even a secret here in Tennessee. I I can't tell you how many times I've heard legislators in the state capitol openly say, we're doing this for Jesus. We're doing this, you know. And again, I have no problem with religion either or faith at all. But ruling in that way is fundamentally against everything that's American. It's completely yeah. anti-American. I think yeah. I think it really shows like how we how important it is to because obviously Roe was passed, you know, decades ago at this point. Right. How important it is to like keep argue even, even if you think you've won something, you need to keep arguing for it. Otherwise eventually you're gonna lo- lose and regress. It's well, the same with like gay marriage, all of these issues that, that we need to continue fighting for. That brings me to my next point, and that is midterm elections. Yeah and local elections, they turn out to be the most important ones. The presidential election, obviously, this time is so important because everything is at stake, because this is a guy who is absolutely, completely uninterested in, one, the safety and well-being of American people. Two, you know, is beholden to God only knows who. We don't know who who he owes money to. Yeah, Exactly. And the people that he admires and and looks up to are dangerous to their own populations. But three, the the people who are making the local and state decisions, those are the ones that you have to really, really, really be involved. So That's what affects people's lives more than they even realize. If we win the presidency, that's great. We're only a little bit of the way there, you know, <laughs> yep. that we cannot fall back and rest. And I think this was a huge mistake that a lot of people made when Obama was elected was they kind of went, ah, oh, did that great. Oh, that's so true. Back. 
you know, and he kept saying himself, it's not me. It's we, it's right. you, right. you know, did you watch and the I, Pete Souza documentary? Yes. Oh my gosh. I cried. I, it's impossible not to weep all the way through it. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Have you seen that Cassie? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you got to see it. It's called oh. uh, the way I see it. And it's basically about Obama's photographer. Right. Get, I know Pete. Yeah. Going, oh, wow. That's what it's like to have a human being in that office. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's that's going to be devastating. You know, it's, we have this preening, vainglorious kind of weirdo now who just makes all of it look so ridiculous. And so, you know, I don't know. It's like I feel like you watched a lot of World War II documentaries of Mussolini, you know. Doing yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> trying to recreate those moments. I mean, you know, it's just, it's ludicrous. Yeah. Well, this brings us back. I just, as we get you out of here, I appreciate you giving us all this time. This question is bringing us back to what I wanted to just finish with, which is what have you written? I want people to know what you've written. You've written Thelma and Louise creator of Nashville, right? I mean, that's yes. yes. And so I, my final question for you, have you ever thought about if they remade Thelma and Louise, who would the women who, how would you cast those women now? <laughs> I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about that, I must admit. But I will tell you that we are working on a musical version of Thelma and Louise. Oh, my That's gosh. Awesome. And so we will be casting a new Thelma and Louise at some point. And then, you know, whenever this. Is that like a live theater show or a musical? Yeah, like a live, a live awesome. theater show. Yeah. Amazing. Broadway bound live theater show. That's fantastic. Well, actually. You know, my dad wrote True Beverly Hills and they did like this restaurant theater version of it in Los Angeles that my dad went and saw probably 15 times. Yeah. And then because of that, some producer saw that and was like, we should remake that. Now they're remaking it. Oh, so, fantastic. You know, cool. just anything gives the project's life again. Dumb yeah. and Louise was amazing. And yes. we really, and so was Nashville. And we appreciate you coming on here and being such a voice for good. So thank, Kelly, you. thank you for all the support. And thanks for all of following up that you do with all of the stories that are so important that all Tennesseans need to know, because, you know, we really, I mean, all all politics is local, but it's also all national now too. And, you know, some of the things Tennessee is doing are going to reverberate through other States as we, right. you know, fight off these, you know, fetal heartbeat bills and things like right. that. Just 100%. Purely there to suppress women and their rights. Um, we're a Petri dish for that stuff. They try it we out are. here and then they take it elsewhere. So right. you're hundred percent right about that. Kim, can I ask you for one favor before you go? Yeah. Can I get you to say, follow the holler? You bet. I'm Callie Corey and follow the holler. Yes. Perfect. Hell Callie, yeah. Thank you so much. Stay thank in touch. You. Okay. All right. You too. Thank you.